Good morning and welcome to day 17 of Lenten prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. This is an ancient Welsh prayer. Glorious Lord, I give you greeting. Let the church and the chancel praise you. Let the plain and the hillside praise you. Let the dark and the daylight praise you. Let the birds and the honeybees praise you. Let the male and the female praise you. And I shall praise you, Lord of glory. Glorious Lord, I give you greeting. Amen. Our psalm this morning, Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and longing to enter the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. who, going through the barren valley, find there a spring, and the early rains will clothe it with blessing. They will go from strength to strength, and appear before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of ungodliness. For the Lord is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing shall the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord God of hosts, Blessed are those who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Lord God, sustain us in this veil of tears, with the vision of your grace and glory, that strengthened by the bread of life, we may come to your eternal dwelling place in the power of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
The Gospel reading begins in Luke chapter 9 at verse 28. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory, and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory, and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my Son, my Chosen One. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child, and behold, a spirit seizes him, and suddenly he cries out. It convulses him, so that he foams at the mouth, and shatters him, and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, and healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. But while they were all marvelling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them, so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. Here ends the Gospel reading. This is an Anglo-Saxon prayer of St. Dunstan. Christ our King, enthroned on high, whom the ranks of angels praise sweetly and incessantly, always have mercy. Christ, whom the one Church throughout the world praises, whom sun, moon, and stars, earth and sea serve, always have mercy.
O King of kings, our blessed Redeemer, offspring beloved of Holy Mary, by the power of your most precious death, always have mercy. Amen. Chapter 17 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert After many years in the monastery, he finally entered with great joy and with the goodwill of the abbot and monks into the remoter solitude he had so long sought, thirsted after, and prayed for. He was delighted that after a long and spotless active life he should be thought worthy to ascend to the stillness of divine contemplation. He rejoiced to have attained to the condition of those of whom the psalmist proclaims, They shall go from strength to strength. The God of gods shall be seen in Zion. To learn the first steps of the hermit's life, he retired to a more secluded place in the outer precincts of the monastery. Not till he had first gained victory over our invisible enemy by solitary prayer and fasting did he take it on himself to seek out a remote battlefield further away from his fellow men. The Farn is an island far out to sea, unlike Lindisfarne, which is an island in the strict sense of the word only twice a day, when cut off by the tide. When the tide is out, it is joined to the mainland. The Greeks call this kind of tide Hruma. The Farn lies a few miles to the southeast of Lindisfarne, cut off on the landward side by very deep water, and facing on the other side, out towards the limitless ocean. The island was haunted by devils. Cuthbert was the first man brave enough to live there alone. At the entry of our soldier of Christ, armed with the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the devil fled, and his host of allies with him. Cuthbert, having routed the enemy, became monarch of the place, in token of which he built a city worthy of his power and put up houses to match. The structure was almost circular in plan, from four to five poles in diameter, and the walls on the outside were higher than a man. Out of piety he made the walls higher inside by cutting away the solid rock at the bottom, so that with only the sky to look at, eyes and thoughts might be kept from wandering, and inspired to seek for the higher things. This same wall he built not with cut stone or bricks and mortar, but with rough stones, and peat dug out from the enclosure itself. Some of the stones were so big that four men could hardly lift them, but with the help of angels he managed to fit them into the wall. There were two buildings, an oratory and one for living in. He finished off the walls inside and out by digging away a lot of the soil. The roofs were of rough-hewn timber and straw. Near the landing-place there was a bigger house for visiting brethren to stay in, with a spring close by. We come to our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. 
O God, our strength and our salvation, who hears our prayers and sees our tears, who knows our ways and heals us. We give thanks for the faithfulness of your love, which has comforted us in sorrow and assured us in moments of fear. We pray now for all who are in trouble and who know their need. For those upon whom past mistakes weigh heavily and who yearn for the freedom of forgiveness and new beginnings. For those who are in so much pain that they have ceased to delight in life. For those who have lost in an instant friends or family or home and are frightened or shocked in the midst of their loss. Comfort them in their fear, and grant them strength in their weakness. We pray for those who are despised and rejected by their own communities, for the peoples held of no account, whose sufferings go unattended, for those who are diseased and wounded in body or mind or soul, and for those who suffer oppression of any kind and bear in their lives the afflictions of injustice. In prayer we stand with these ones, asking that their wounds may be healed and that we may be part of the binding up of injury in the world and in one another. Amen. The Collect. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. 
And finally, a prayer for ourselves. A prayer of St. Columba reflecting on Psalm 84. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to me the least of saints, to me allow that I may keep a door in paradise, that I may keep even the small door, the farthest, darkest, coldest door, the door that is least used, the stiffest door. If so it be in thine house, O God, if so it be that I can see thy glory even afar, and hear thy voice, and know that I am with thee, O God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.